Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Alex. So, Luca, we actually planned in advance this week. Well, in advance. A whole day in advance. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a, it's a, it's a new record for us. <laughs> um, I've been thinking, it's going to apply to so many different elements of life. I've been thinking about that situation where it's time. Like you can feel a ripeness. Something's ready. It's here. It's imminent, but not yet. Not yet. That <laughs> sense of like almost. <laughs> and I thought we. I'm laughing. That. Yeah. I've been saying this when in the readings that I've been doing, people are asking me timing questions, right? And uh, you know, where's my where's my soulmate and uh, when's my next job and should I move? And like all of these kinds of questions and the answer for ages now has been not yet. <laughs> Time's not right yet. And people are saying, well, when's it going to be right? Um, so, so it's so, it's one of the things that you said to me yesterday was, well, what do we do in between? Right. Yeah. What do we do in this? Cause we've, we've done our show about timing, but, but what do we do in this, in this space? And I was, I was working with a client this morning where we were talking about, um, do we see this time where we're waiting as a waste of time, or do we see it as an opportunity for something? Because if we're, if we're, afraid, because I think that part of the paradigm that we're leaving behind is this place of living in fear all the time, right? It's the, you know, it goes back into the not enoughitis and all of the, <laughs> um, I haven't done it right, because if I had done it right, then things would all be moving along. But if we look at it as there's a, there's a ripeness in the entire picture for all of us as a, as a global population, that we're all moving towards something, that is going to be beneficial for us, then we can drop some of the fear piece. And that's not to negate how serious the situation is for so many people. Mm -hmm. um, but to say, yes, it's serious. And there's only so many things we can control. So, so if we're, if we're hanging out in this space and every day is a trial because we're so afraid that we're not doing enough, then we're going to live that period of time in a completely different way than if we felt like somebody had us sitting in, in um, it's like getting to the ferry early right. um, and sitting in the car park and you can, you can stew and, and get upset because you're having to sit and wait to get on the ferry or you can look at it as an opportunity to open the door and sit in the sun and listen to some tunes and maybe meet the person who's in the next car over from you or, or uh, read a book or, or whatever it is that you haven't had time to do up until now. But you're not worrying about whether you're going to catch the ferry. Right. 
Yes. So it does require, as we were we were talking about in in our last show about sealed in faithfulness, it does require some kind of sealing it in faithfulness. Right. However, once you've done that, what are we going to do with this with this time, especially when we don't know when the time is going to be right? It's not like we have an appointment. Um, you know, you could say, well, the ferry departs on a schedule, but sometimes it's not on schedule. Mm-hmm. So or it's on a schedule that we don't know what it is. A lot of my life seems to be on a schedule that I don't know what it is right now. <laughs> There's a schedule somewhere, but... Yeah, somebody's got the master schedule, but it's not in my lap. <laughs> yes. So how well, is it for you? I feel like a dancer waiting for the music to start. Yeah. Like, like you've got a choreographed routine. And you've been planning and preparing for something and you're waiting in the wings. You're not exactly sure when that music's going to start, when the curtain's going to open, but hot damn, you got, you can't go anywhere else. No. (laughs) So I've actually, before I really kind of saw this concept for us to talk about today, Mm -hmm. I I have still been living in this space of late. Mm -hmm. And I can see that now that I'm, pulling it out and saying, oh, look, you know, look, this is what's going on. There's a sense that there is a shift at work. It is here. But in terms of what I need to do, do I need to be taking certain actions that will move me through this? Or is it something that there are pieces that are still happening that are not in my control? Again, going back to the, let's say it's a dance you're not in charge of starting the music. You're not in charge of opening the curtains. Somebody else is out there calling those shots because they can see more of the picture. They can see what's happened on the stage. They can see the crowd out in the audience, whatever. And I have been trying very hard to um, center in on a, a mantra that has given me great comfort a lot of times through the years. So I'll share that now because I think it it's it can for me it provides a bit of an answer to what do I do <laughs> in that space. So this is from Lao Tzu and he says well he didn't say it in English but here we go. We're going to say it in English. <laughs> do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving? till the right action arises by itself. This speaks to me so profoundly. I'll say it again in case that was like, it felt like a truth bomb and you need to kind of digest it a little bit more. I'll say it one more time. Do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? I'm a doer. I'm constantly looking to see what my hands can move forward. Even if it's not necessarily what I want to move forward, something is ready to move forward. Even if it's the thing that I hate to do, whatever, do the thing, do the thing that's in front of you. But this challenges me because there is a possibility that by constantly trying to find something to do, you may be occupied when it's time to do the thing that you've been waiting to do all along. So that's hard for 
a person who is a doer and who wants to be proactive, but there is truth in this. I really feel it. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's a bit like, okay, take as simple as a task is making a pot of tea, which for me with ADD or ADHD can be quite a challenge because I will put the kettle on, I'll start to heat up the teapot, but then the kitchen is dirty. And so I start and I have to empty the dishwasher and then I have to load the dishwasher. And then I notice the garbage is saying, and oh, the kettle already boiled. Oh man, I never got that heating up. Okay, we'll go heat up the kettle, uh, heat up the teapot, and turn the kettle on again. And while I'm, sh- I could just be waiting for the kettle to boil again. No, I don't because I go and do another thing and then I miss. So it usually takes about four or five kettle boils before I actually have all of the pieces together and I pour it in that darn teapot and then I can have myself a cup of tea. And this translated to a bigger level can be what it might look like if I am super eagerly awaiting a shift, a change, the timing is ripe, but when is it time for me to do whatever my piece is? Maybe I already know what that piece is, but it doesn't, you know, it won't work right if you throw it out too early kind of thing. So um, if I get too distracted doing whatever else, because I'm just uncomfortable with pent up energy, then I might, it's, I'm not, I'm never going to miss it. Like, it's never a case that I don't ever get the pot of tea. The pot of tea happens. The big stuff happens because, you know, on a universe scale, I've been aiming for this. I am in alignment. All of those things are there. But I think it can be more efficient and can go smoother if I allow myself to be quiet and to sit unmoving for a while and to be observant and to then trust that when it is time for me to do the thing, I am ready. And that energy is there. It's not been diverted or distracted for a moment. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I, I also think it's the, for me, it's the energy I bring to the waiting. So I, I go down the rabbit hole of doubt because my, my thing is a, is a conversation with my intuition all the time. And so here's an example. My, I'm trying to create a podcast. And the podcast doesn't have a name. And the name has not been coming. And whenever <laughs> I tune in and ask for the name for this, for instance, I do this um, online live reading every Saturday called Ask Luke Alive. The name for that just, just came. It just came. Yeah. It was easy. It rolls off my tongue. I don't have a hard time remembering it. It's great. So trying to find a name for this podcast, I thought would come the same way. And it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So So I've been thinking, well, I'm not hunting hard enough. I'm not trying hard enough. I have not, I have not turned over enough rocks. I, like I've gone into paroxysms around this because mm-hmm. I want it to move along. So I've borrowed some of your energy of, of <laughs> you know, how, how do I make it happen? My, and and my, my guidance has been saying to me, not yet. It's not time. <laughs> like, just hold on. 
So I was also trying to find a name for doing a business version of Ask Luke Alive, and I didn't have a name for that either. And I came up with one last week. And when I said it to people, he said, uh, oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, no. <laughs> and I thought, no, it's not quite right. As excited as I was, I was thinking, oh, it's going to finally move here. And today it finally came. I got it. Ah. But it's it it won't come until it's the right time. And what's yeah. right time? I don't know what the right time is, right? Like what's yeah. the right time for the ferry to leave? So so but it's I'm I'm fine with the waiting as long as I don't get scared. As soon as I get scared that I'm not doing enough or I might be holding myself. I like I can I can go down squirrely holes about all the things that are wrong with me that that I haven't got what it is that I'm looking for. If I look back in hindsight, I can see that there are times in my life where I could have used that waiting time more comfortably. That I could have enjoyed it. It could have been a time where I took some time off to just relax and rejuvenate. But if I'm worrying the whole time I'm in it, I'm not, I'm not recharging my batteries. In fact, if, right. I, if anything, I'm draining my battery, right? Yeah. 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 So, so it's, and the, the only difference is whether or not I trust the process. Yeah. Because I don't have any more or less information. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the big things, you're not going to miss them. Like they come in, they arrive in my house, in my world, like like with horns blaring and flashing lights and big arrows pointing to it. Like, I can't miss it. <laughs> it's when I'm looking for it and I haven't found it yet that I think maybe it came and I missed it. Like, maybe maybe I'm just not paying attention. Maybe I'm not looking in the right direction. Maybe, 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 I maybe, can, maybe. Maybe I can make this thing work, even though it's not everything that I thought it should be, but maybe it's good enough. Am I being too picky? Am yeah, I- I'm being too picky. That's it. I'm yep. being too picky. I must be being too picky. Or too persnickety or yeah. too whatever. Yeah. 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 Maybe I just need to compromise. This is where I not find good. it's like, oh, I, so being being the serial entrepreneur that I am, coming up with names for things and logos for things and all and whatever. Well, easy, but but there's there's a there just like in the story you just shared about the name for this one business venture. Like you there's a way it needs to feel both for yeah. you, for me, when I'm when I'm saying it to myself, I need to feel excited. I need to feel yes. a little giggly. This is my yeah. personal sense. I like something to have a little bit of yeah. a little twist yeah. of humor or a, yeah. a twist of deeper meaning. And yeah. and I want it to have a certain kind of impact for those who receive it. <laughs> I'm shaking, I'm shivering here because because what you're talking about, I can feel it in my body as you yeah. say it. Yeah. yeah. And it's so hard, especially when it's uh, it's hard to do it on your own. You just described a situation where you were sorting through things on your own and you're trying really hard to find the phrase. And it's like, why can't you start to feel a little lame? Like, yeah. Oh, ah, a lot lame. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, lame, ah, I can't yeah. with something. But mm-hmm. even when you're working on a team and it's like you're trying to throw ideas to each other and it's very difficult not to have your ego attached 
to the ideas. And, but it's so important. And that maybe there's something there that we need to explore. So what if our ego is wrapped up in how well we're able to be balanced in this almost state? Balance, of course, there's a misconception that balance is stationary. Balance involves (laughs) active engagement and a constant sort of recalibration. And And core strength. It engages your core. Yes. And so we're we're talking about physical core. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say literally and metaphorically. Yeah. Oh, there's something here. <laughs> yes, yes, we've, so, we've hit the jugular. <laughs> so this point of balance, because I, whenever, when I first was thinking about this, the phrase, it's time, almost. And, and it kept coming through my head and I kept visualizing, like playing volleyball, where there's multiple people on the court, you don't know which way the ball is going to go. You just need to be ready, which means you need to have a certain limberness and flexibility. Good. It's been a really long time since I played volleyball. I don't know that I have the limberness and flexibility anymore, but I know what it was when I used to have it. And you, you know, the ready stance, right? And ready stance is not stationary. There's a movement to it that is non-committal. I can relate that to dance again. When you're doing partner dance and you don't know which way your partner is going to introduce a move, there's a there's a very tricky balancing where you're you're holding your weight, your gra- your center of gravity can't be on the other person and it can't be too far away from the other person. It needs to be really centered in yourself almost no matter where your arms or your legs are, which doesn't mean anything until you feel it. And once you feel it, you know what that is and you know when you have it and you know when you don't. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's relating to this. We know it's not quite right yet Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And sometimes it holds us up. I'm finding this with one of my side ventures right now. I have felt held up for months along the same lines as what you were describing. Not quite right about the name, not quite right about the logo. Eh, Just this feeling of, "Eh, it's not what I want it to be. But am I just being finicky? Am I wanting something it doesn't really need? Maybe it is appealing to others in a way that it's not appealing to me. And so I should just let my feelings go and trust how other people feel about it. But I don't feel that it's related to not feeling that center, that center of gravity, that balance point. When you talked about ego, my ego comes into play when I need to, when, when when fear comes into play. And also when my uh, it's an energetic thing when my boundaries are being invaded Mm. so so that's when ego comes into play for me and and when it does it it can be quite useful and it can also be a pain in the ass there are times when it should not be engaged Um, and when I go down the rabbit hole of fear that's one of the times when um, it's it's engaged even larger than life 
more than it needs to be. And that's not when it's useful for me. It's good when I'm engaged because it's interesting that your core is right where your solar plexus is, which is where your ego lives, right? Um, And it's there are times when we need to be engaged in our core, but engaged is when you're engaged to dance, if you're over-engaged, you're going to exhaust yourself. When you're loosely engaged and moving, flowing through it, it is not exhausting. Um, so you're talking about about volleyball, and I'm and I'm thinking about um, how a, a tennis player is um, when they stand on the court and they're waiting for the other person to serve. That they that they bend their knees, they lean forward, they they mm-hmm. flip their their um, tennis racket around in their yes. in their hands. Yes. They they shift from one foot to the other because they're keeping themselves loosely ready. Yeah, There's and an- they know the ball is going to come at them. They know yeah. it is. It's so neat because again, referring back to that quote that I was saying by Lao Tzu, it's. There is, even though there's an, the image of the goal is of the stillness, yeah. it is so charged, mm-hmm. so charged. And so. And yet we think we can oh, miss it. Like, how could we possibly yeah. miss it when it's charged like that? Right. Uh, it glows in the dark. <laughs> it's not going to say it's not going to slide past in the dark. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's going to have big flashing signs that that point to it um so i think it's time for one of our songs yes. especially since we were just talking about ego and fear and that visceral response to the situation so first song that i've picked for today is just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in by <laughs> kenny rogers <laughs> and the first edition and okay so he's a little bit high he's talking about a trip but he's but it's this lovely separation of self that that is coming through in the song with the idea of uh, doing that self check-in and also a, a, a removal of the ego and an ability to look at the ego from outside and what do we gain from by doing that? Can we look at ourselves and assess where we are as we're trying to do this rather than only be in it? So for instance, if I'm feeling incredibly impatient and I'm chomping at the bit and I'm just in it, I don't have perspective. Well, then I'm probably going to grab something to assuage those feelings. But if I can step out and a part of myself can look, look at how impatient you are being it's understandable you're this impatient, but remember, remember this thing. Do you have patience to wait till the mud is settled and the water is clear? So it's like, I need to be able to talk to myself through these things. About or, yourself. Yeah, about myself. So <laughs> we're going to listen to Kenny Rogers doing yeah. that. It's a little bit funny, but it's also a little bit, uh, I didn't realize it was Kenny Rogers that sang this song. I remembered it the other day. Put and it humor on. is good. Kenny Rogers. Humor humor is really good around this, right? We need, when we have to step back and look at ourselves, for me, if I can, if I can maintain a sense of humor about it, I am in much better place. Absolutely. Okay. Just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in by Kenny Rogers and the first edition. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. 
I woke up this morning with the sundown shining in I found my mind in a brown paper bag But then I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high I tore my mind on a jagged sky I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. I pushed my soul in a deep dark hole and then I followed it in. I watched myself crawling out as I was crawling in I got up so tight I couldn't unwind I saw so much I broke my mind I just dropped in To see what condition my condition was in back to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. That was Kenny Rogers and the first edition with just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. There was a little bit of psychedelic colors going on around me as I listened to that. <laughs> I, yeah. love, I love how, how there is so much movement going uh, towards the therapeutic applications of where Kenny Rogers was and what he was accessing to write that song. Um, before yeah. we before we dive back into our topic, I would like to take a minute to acknowledge that uh, Luca and I, um, as we record this from our own individual homes, uh, and it airs out to you from the station, CJSF up on the mountain, we would like to acknowledge that all of those places are on the unceded ancestral territory of the Squamish, the Musqueam, the Coquitlam, and the Tsleil-Waututh. And Luca and I are committed to and 
continually exploring what it means to be engaged in approaching reconciliation, developing reconciliation. I don't know that it's up to us to develop it, but it's definitely up to us to respond and to engage and to be um, heart, mind, and soul present for those conversations. And to keep the, that dialogue open, to keep it, to keep it going all the time. Yeah. So it's a two-way street. Yeah. Right? I feel like it relates to the topic today. We're talking about it's time almost. And <laughs> this is this, I feel like this relates with reconciliation too, the sense of societal shifting. Um, and I mean, how well does this apply as well to our situation, current status within the pandemic? Um narrative story timeline we're we're still in it i'm there's going to be a day down the road when we can listen to this episode and be like oh yeah i remember where we were in that process but right now it's not over um but it's it's shifting and there is a real difficulty right now for for folks to actually chill out and continue being small when we've been being small for so long staying home staying um, pulled back from each other, um, having distance between us and the rest of the world, uh, both physically, mentally, every way. And, and the, the tiredness that we have, the impatience that we have, the, the craving for community and for connection that we have, for adventure that we can't get out and safely engage in. And there's so many of us that are we're trying really hard to find ways to do that right now, but is it really what we should best be doing when we're not quite there yet? It's so hard. Yeah. And it's another one where we don't know what the outcome will be. I mean, I don't think we're going to wipe ourselves off the face of the earth. Um, so, so I, you know, but we don't know how long this is going to last. We, we have some solutions, potential solutions on the table, but we don't know. We don't know. There's a lot, a lot we don't know right now. Mm -hmm. And the not knowing brings up for many people uh, uh, all of their reservoirs of fear. And when fear comes up, then the ego gets involved and uh, we go down the rabbit hole. So, yeah. so how is this time? Um, to, to do things like deepen community and find other ways to engage. And um, I do, um, every couple of weeks, I do a session where um, I engage with my inner knowing, wh whatever that is, but having somebody else facilitate me to do that. And so that's what I was doing earlier today. And, uh, and one of the things that i um, that I, that I saw was me witnessing the process that's going on around me, me witnessing myself. And, and they, they showed me, I say they, you know, m my team, whatever my team is, I, I, I was standing on a beach and I started to spin. It was like a big, like a big spin so that I could take in 360 degrees around me. And as I spun to just orient myself and see what was around me, the world looked like a blur. And what the piece that I got was that I felt like in that moment, 
it didn't feel like I was spinning. It felt like the whole world was spinning around me and was out of control instead of that. I took a spin to observe it all. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the piece that I had had experienced right before that was of a, it looked like a huge dust, dust ball, um, almost a dust storm, but it, it had, it was the size of me, but, but wider, but my height and it had furniture in it and, and things that would get tossed up, blown around in a, in a, a tornado, right? It was like a little mini not threatening tornado. Yeah. Yeah. But I was and it, but it wasn't conical in shape. It was, it was roundish, like a, like a dust cloud. And, and I was looking at it and I was safe. I was just observing it. And it was, and it was like somebody had hit the pause button on it because it wasn't active. It started off actively rolling and then it froze. It was like a freeze frame of it. And the, the thing I was getting was you have the opportunity to just, to, to just witness it. You're not harmed. Everything is upside down. It's turning around. It's rolling and roiling. And, but you're safe. Mm. You're just, you're watching it do this. And then I did that spin around to see what was going on. And it looked like my whole world was spinning, but it wasn't, it was me. And I wasn't out of control. I was just spinning around to have a look at it. It's that it was like, I was showing myself here's, here's one perspective. And now you can look at it from this perspective. Hmm. Um, and, and when I got to the end of that, I ended up facing North and I thought, ah, this is when the compass spins all over the place until it finds north. We talk about trying finding true north, right? And mm-hmm. and where our maps are oriented with north on them. Yeah. And I thought, so that's that's how we that's how we orient. That's how we find our way. And and so when we're talking about it's it's time, but not yet, mm-hmm. to almost soon. Um, but but what we're doing in the meantime is orienting ourselves, mm-hmm. witnessing what's going on, recognizing that we're, you know, what are the ways in which we're safe and can observe, can observe this from the, from the outside where, so the sense I had was I'm not actually in danger, even though everything's moving around me, I am not in danger. And I thought, hi, oh, this is, I feel like I'm getting information here that isn't just for me, yeah. that this is all of us, you know, we're, we're sitting on top of witnessing this huge amount of change on this planet. Um, are we safe? Some of us are safer than others, right? Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what happens for those of us who are n- n- not in the grips of, being infected by COVID, but are preparing, right? We're, we're being careful. We're putting our masks on. We're observing the protocols. That's, I'm safe. I can descend into fear or I can say, I'm observing it. I'm, I'm, I'm outside and I'm taking precautions and I'm orienting myself mm-hmm. so that when I know where North is. Absolutely. And I think another thing, so I'm, I'm still sitting with it. It's fresh. I think another thing that we can do with it, uh, with our 
um, brains? <laughs> with, with, like, what, what else can we active <laughs> with um, when we're in this in-between yeah. awkward space? Um, and that, I think that is, it has to do with that setting intentions, but it's also around reminding ourselves what it will feel like what it does feel like when the ripeness or when the timing is right. I'm thinking how it feels when you finally find the piece that really fits in a puzzle rather than the pieces that look like they should fit and you're trying, but it doesn't quite. And you're just like, you're yeah. questioning yeah. yourself, you're yeah. questioning the, whether they actually cut the puzzle correctly. Like, why isn't this fitting? But then yeah. when you get the piece that really yeah. fits and it just goes chunk. Oh, Yes, that's it. And there's just no doubt. So remembering what that feels like. So whatever, whatever the thing is that, you know, it's almost time for think, thinking if there's a piece that, you know, you have that you're waiting to see where does it fit or you're waiting for the piece to arrive. Maybe instead you've got the hole. And you're trying to figure out, well, what is this going to, where is it going to come from? I don't have it. It's not here yet, but there's something that's going to show up. Well, how do you want and expect and hope and dream to feel when it is the right piece? Dream on that. How will you know? Yes. Dream on that. Meditate on that. Visualize that. While you're sitting, waiting for the mud to settle and the water to be clean. And yes, waiting yeah. for the right action yeah. to arise by itself. You visualize how you want it to feel. Who's going to be around you? Or what is it going to feel like with the people that might be around you? What is it going to feel like in that solar plexus? How's it going to feel in terms of your empowerment? How's it going to feel in terms of alignment? What Are there any specific characteristics that will be clues to you that are like green flags of, yeah, this is the right peace like think on those things and then it's it's almost like you've got a nice little checklist that's waiting for you to to go down and go tick 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 as soon as it comes but it will happen so fast because you're so familiar with what it's going to feel like that you will not hesitate either to contribute your piece or to accept the piece that arrives when the time comes so it feels like it's time for the other song for today, which is very much about being in that space with all the pent up energy and the knowledge that it is almost here, that the thing that you've been calling through and spending time visualizing what you want it to look like when it finally arrives. And so I had to pull from uh, Les Mis, Les Miserables for this one, because one day more just feels like the perfect song for this. And that's about a revolution that's societally wide, which to be fair, I think we're a bit ready for one of those here too. Um, Although that one wasn't as successful. Anyways, I don't need to go into details about that. Let's listen to One Day More. Uh, This is by the cast of Les Mis. And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. One day more, another day, another destiny, this never-ending road to Calvary. These men who seem to know my crime will surely come a second time. One day more. I did not live until today. 
how can I live when we are parting? One day more. Tomorrow you'll be worlds away. And yet with you my world has started. Welcome back to Essential Conversations. That was One Day More by the cast of Les Mis, Les Miserables. I feel not correct shortening it when we're on the radio, even though I say that usually in real life. <laughs> yeah, well, and not everybody is familiar with musicals. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, the energy of that song always gets me. The hope, the... the um, there's a gravitas to knowing what the cost is for what it is that they're trying to pull through. And mm -hmm. 
but the but the the other side what is waiting on the other side is so important that they're showing up for it even though it may be personally devastating because it's just so required uh, for the general progress uh, and betterment of the life situations for all of the people around us really it's not that different in a lot of ways from where we are right now in the world yeah and and i think that it's easy to identify a revolution before after it happens but before it's not so easy right right you know that there's a massive change coming but you don't you don't know to call it a revolution until after it's happened and you look back on it in historical hindsight right right yeah absolutely yeah um, so we're... we may be sitting on the precipice of a of a revolution here we've had a technological revolution we've had a, a form of social revolution in the sense of um, civil rights and women's rights, but it, it, they're still in progress. They're imperfect. Yeah. And maybe that's true of all revolutions, right? It's uh, you reach a point of no return where change has to come. And yeah. I just hope that this one is going to be uh, more peaceful than some of our previous revolutions. Right. Although the, I'm being told that it will be, but who knows? Yeah, the current situation is so full of violence in so many ways that it's just questionable yeah. about can can you resolve violence with with peace? I want it to be so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I I want it to be so absolutely, uh, um, and. It, it, the the question is in the in the history of humankind can we do it that way this time um, right. are there enough awake souls around and I don't think that that's something that we leave to the great um, high and mighty leaders of the world I think it has to do with the collective um, attitude and and hope and philosophy of every single one of us on a day-to-day -day basis Mm -hmm. um, how do we handle the the um, revolution in our own lives as opposed to the the revolution on the grand stage? Mm -hmm. um, so I think we're kind of looking at that today, right? Is it uh, you know is it, it is it how I dance with my dance partner, or is it Les Mis and the and the French Revolution, mm -hmm. um, which was echoed in other revolutions um, around that time in history? bloody revolutions. Maybe this is a good time to bring up because most of how we've talked about this so far is very much from the first person perspective, thinking about how do we manage yeah. ourselves? How do we manage our internal yeah. dialogue, our emotional state, our um, our physicality of it? Well, actually, maybe we should address, address the physicality of it since we're in these physical bodies trying to navigate something that can be difficult on a, on a mental and spiritual level. Um, what do you need to do for your body when, when you are in an in-between place, Luca? Uh, it's, uh, I, I have to orient my outlook first, my perspective. And, and then uh, that helps me to do the physical things, which is getting enough sleep, eating because when when I'm worried and distressed, right. I don't sleep as well. I don't digest as well. I um, I tend to hibernate. 
So I'm not moving my body as much. So really it starts for me at the, um, the orientation of my outlook level. And a lot of that has to do for me with how much I trust my own inner knowing. Um, so I, that, I guess, would go up to an intuitive or spiritual or soul level. So mm-hmm. I orient from there. I don't know that everybody orients necessarily from the same, same sort of uh, pivotal starting place. Maybe some people orient from the physical right? Um, by taking care of things on the physical level first. But what, what about you? Um. I often need to address the physical first because that will create a a calming space for my brain and to catch up with, with what my spirit knows. Um, So giving myself permission to soothe, uh, Mm -hmm. do take actions that are soothing to my body. Uh, So it could be taking a walk, being in nature. It could be very deliberately creating environments in which I can sleep better or, you know, making sure that I take extra care around sleep routine, sleep hygiene kind of things. Um, it can be divesting myself, my schedule of everything that is unnecessary so that there is a, a staying close to home literally and also in terms of work-wise not being pulled into paying attention to things that are outside of the very small sphere at home which is just the basic things of cooking healthy food making sure things are clean so that the house provides that physical representation of the calm and orderliness that I want to be reconnecting with inside of myself all of these things can be helpful in nurturing then the environment for my brain to, to calm down, um, to have perhaps the ability to then separate from the ego and to look at myself and to say, okay, remember what you know. Remember the truths that always yeah. come back to show you they're true and that you can rely on. Because too many times... In that doing kind of mode that I have, I'm not always checking in with those things. They they are they are the fabric of of how I look at the world, but you don't necessarily keep them at the forefront of your mind all the time. And so it's very easy to just get busied into a bit of a disconnect from them. So I I think between us we're we're agreeing that there are connections between all of these things. Yeah. Um, that um, whether you start, whichever one you start with, it's going to affect all the other ones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our emotions are tied into our physical world, which is tied into our perspective, which is tied into um, how we think about things. Um so they're all tied in together. And I think everybody's access point may be slightly different depending on how they process the world. Yeah. Especially so, under stress. One of the things I was thinking we should t- touch in on is, is how our interconnectedness with other people plays into this. 
because it may be something that not only we are waiting for, but then other people in our close family or our community, et cetera, may also be experiencing the same kind of place. And what choices do you make or what things do you find are most helpful for the relationship side of navigating through something like this? Well, I don't know if you're noticing it, but I'm getting a lot of messages and calls from people saying, are you noticing? Mm. Are you noticing X, Y? Um, it, like the, the, the underlying message is, am I crazy or, or are you noticing this too? Right. Um, so I think there's a lot of value in us checking in with one another right. um, at, with curiosity, not necessarily with fear. Mm-hmm. But with curiosity, if you, did, you, did you notice this? How are you dealing with this? Um, uh, and, and I think that's, it gives us reassurance. Right. So that tying into community piece, I think, is a big part of I'm not alone. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I belong to a greater whole. We're all, we're all going through this. And, and maybe somebody else in my community has a solution or I have a solution for them or, or just having them listen to my story or my listening to their story is going to provide some comfort, some uh, reorientation, some solace, some whatever it is that they need to have. So some of us naturally draw in and isolate when we go into distress and some of us come out. Um, But if it's a dance, then it's very much like you were saying with your dance partner, right? That, that we're doing whatever we need to, to engage our own core, which will make us stronger as partners within the community overall. Mm-hmm. How's that for profound? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm also thinking um, of like practical ways in which I decide, I, I make decisions about who I reach out to. Um, I yeah. tend to be, very selective about who I'll reach out to and will only only seek to validate or to to see what's happening or to rope up alongside someone who is usually navigating with at least the same kind of efforts to do so in a calm way. Um, Going to someone who I might absolutely adore them and be super connected to them, but if I if they're in like zoo 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 mode, then I it's yeah. not going to be helpful for me if what I'm trying to do is cool my system down, be slower so that I can pay yeah. attention to all the yeah. things. I will choose someone who yeah. has similar outlooks to me because I don't really need to be, I'm not interested in being told I'm wrong uh, or that I'm heading in a wrong direction. If I'm feeling very certain about what I'm seeing, uh, I want to bring that to a safe place with people who will support me in that. Um, There are other times in which I'll, I'll maybe be be respectful. Yeah, there's other times when I might go to someone and say, okay, I'm not really sure what I'm dealing with here. Could you give me different perspectives? I would really like to be open and curious and to learn, you know, what other possibilities might be there. But this would not be one of those times for me, personally. Yeah. No. And sometimes it's a book that falls off the shelf into my hand or somebody (laughs) I overhear on a at a bus stop, right? So it's, 
it's partly what I deliberately reach out for and partly what falls into my lap. And, right. And that's, uh, that's, so that's probably a great place to end. It does. It is perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening and for whom this is feeling very resonant, <laughs> you are also in an yeah. it's time almost mode. Then together, I think we wonder what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahalleck.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Oh, ah, 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 ah. Happy, 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 boing, 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 bo